Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day three billion and seventy two. Uh, hello to Hamsfan. Thanks for subscribe. Thanks for gifting the gift subscription, Hamsfan. Big love to you guys. Ali, just stay safe, man. Uh, loads of love sent out to you. Uh, Podcast Bros, apologies about that. I was just talking to the Twitch chat. Um, stay hydrated, you guys. And hello, everyone. Good morning. Uh, how are you all? I hope you're all well. Um, I am going to be painting terrain and just talking to the chat today. We're just going to be hanging out. We're just going to be yammering away. So if any of you need some love, you want to ask me some questions or you want to talk about anything, then that's what I'm here for today. It's uh, Hey Diadrin. I, uh, I'm not in the best place today in any way, physically or mentally. And it'll, I think I slipped a disc yesterday or something. I can't really move my back. So um, this is a challenge today, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I'm also not the most motivated today, I'm not going to lie to you all. Uh, but I guess that's just the truth of uh, doing this for 400 and nearly 50 days. You're going to have some days that aren't as good as some of the other days, I guess. So hello everyone. Uh, so yeah, if it's a bit downbeat, I apologise. But I'm excited to talk to you all, like always, because you guys have been my guys for 450 days. Well, three and a half years. <laughs> uh, hello everyone. Uh, I hope you're well. What's going on? Talk to me. Uh, Scott B, you've taken a break from wall painting. How many walls you got to do? What colour? Are you going to do one of those, uh, what are they called? Uh, feature walls, so like the whole room, like white, and then like a blue, grey, green, green. I think you're a blue guy. Blueish wall, maybe like a summer blue. Is that a colour? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also painting terrain. I have a question for you, Colleru. How do you uh, come over, Colleru? Colleru, by the way, lives in Nottingham. He's just down the road. Just come over here, and we'll do it together. And then it's not as lonely. If that helps. Um, uh, Torian, I enjoyed the Warhammer Weekly. It's always a good convo with you and Vince. Yeah, Vince is just a wonderful human being. Talking to him is always just brilliant. Um, and it's so nice being a guest. There's just not as much pressure. You don't feel like um, like the other person has to lead the conversation. And sometimes it's just nice being led through the day, right? Um, Natch, uh, love painting, working, or anything else while watching the streams in the background. Thanks for all the content. Man, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks all for being here and supporting the show. It means loads. Uh, big love, sorry again. How's the new job? Hope it's going well. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks, Ham's fan. Uh, Speckles is going to be painting some vampires today. Oh, nice, Speckles. Ooh. They're on pre-order today, bud. Uh, so what are you doing? You're painting some old vampires. Uh, feature walls. Painted a dark blue feature wall in my bedroom uh, this morning. Yes! Fucking cracked it. Uh, fucking cracked it. Oh, uh, MJ Pegasus. Thanks for donating. <laughs> Five more gift subscriptions, taking you up to 69. Uh, that's really appreciated. Oh, the Witch King. Nice to see you in the chat. Uh, Cop Diz, Tanza's Dream, Ronnie H. Uh, none of you, I don't think, uh, have subscribed before. So welcome to the show. And the Kitsune Adventures. Uh, also big love to you. Uh, so thanks, MJ Pegasus. That's super lovely of you. Um, I'm painting some terrain. <laughs> shockingly uh and uh, as you can see it's just this uh this this bit here a lot of the stuff i've got to do in the future is going to be airbrushed so uh stuff to paint on the stream is a little bit uh more difficult also a lot of time involved in just making sure i get uh i keep the printers going as well that's that's taking up a bit of my time um i just uh had two failed prints this morning which is just the worst just the worst you leave it overnight and it's like no no. Um, oh, Ham's fan. Thanks for donating 5,000 bits to the show. Man, you don't have to do that at all. That's so fucking nice here. Thank you. Many, many appreciations on that front. Um, how is everyone? Ham's fan, how are you? Thanks very much. Like, ask me a question. Like, tell me some stuff. Like, what do you want to talk about? Um, uh, Speckles, the Shades by Warband, but pre order one Vingori Lord, 20 Zombies, and five Blood Knights. Oh, nice. You got a Vingori Lord, did you? Are you going to build up a Vingori Lord? Um, 20 Zombies. Uh, thanks, thanks, Hamsfan and MJ, and all of you, you're great. MJ, Rob, you've probably found some fantastic shows working hard for essentially for free. I don't think anyone will begrudge you a low-key show once in a while. Thanks, thanks. Well, maybe we can't, We don't. If, even though it's not super upbeat, we could at least talk about some interesting stuff if you guys want to talk to me about anything or ask me some questions. Uh, I am painting ivory, if anyone's interested, by Vallejo. Um, uh, uh, with this brush I got from Amazon. 
I might start doing. <laughs> I might start doing very high production value uh, reviews of very low quality hobby products. <laughs> Here you can see some uh, some Milliput. I'm not sponsored by Milliput before anyone. Um, before anyone says, I got this completely free. And as you can see, what you do in Milliput is you just fold it together. You just knead it. It's got a nice texture and consistency. Um. <laughs> uh, the brush isn't too small. I'm doing little, look, I'm doing little tiny bits, so I need a little tiny brush. Like, fuck. Uh, uh, thanks, Hamfan, big love to you. Um, hell yeah, I'm going to buy the Vengori Lord, open it away through the instructions and make my own. <laughs> Yeah, good. Good speckles. That's a good plan. Um, I've got a tournament soon to frankly paint in dryads uh, because somebody said Sylvaneth were S-tier. Who said that? They are good though, aren't they? Aren't they just so good? That's what all those that's what all those review guys say. Um I'm sure the I'm sure the right podcast will tell you that they're they're absolutely eleven out of ten. Uh so do that. Um It's not too small. Uh I went to an X Wing event today. It's fucking Smorgan. How are you finding the time? Jesus, man. An X-Wing event. Oh, I guess it's your Saturday there. Okay. All right. Um, X-Wing event. I, what I love about X-Wing is just good. X-Wing and all pre uh, and all 3D printed minis, man, they just come built. Like, honestly, they just come built. Uh, so, there's a, I do have some news. Oh, I've got a rumor. A rumor. Does anyone want to hear a rumor? Um did you watch the Kabaddi anime? Get hooked. No. Where's the Kabaddi anime? Please link it to me. And I will watch the heck out of that. Uh, that would be... I'd be fucking super... Although I did watch uh, Jupiter... Jupiter's... It's on Netflix. It's a new one. Jupiter's... Legacy? Fucking quite good, I thought. Quite fun. Like, it's like, kind of like The Boys. Not quite as good as The Boys. But like The Boys. Um, uh... You've had a busy week. X shows with Jim. Yeah, if anyone wants to catch uh, a couple of shows I did this week, I did one with Jim Vessel on Duplicity Paint, and obviously I did the show with Warhammer Weekly. Fuck, man. That guy gets a lot of views. Like, a lot. Um, so, I mean, he's a talented guy. That makes sense. Uh, Cruel Boys, uh, it's not too small. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, I've painted in. It's got to be how small. Oh, Spicy Rumor. Yeah, do you want to hear the spicy. Yeah, that's it. The Cruel Boys Rumor. T Man Cash. Um. Yeah, yeah, Jupiter Jupiter Legacy I thought was good. So the Cruel Boys rumor, the Cruel Boys, that's what we'll we'll name this today. So it gets more that we're going to get no YouTube views on. Rob just paints a bit. No one's watching that video. We'll do the Cruel Boys rumor. New Chaos Dwarfs question mark. So this is where it starts. Um uh guys Addy, please let us know if you're on Twitter and you can like tweet us and keep us updated. Please let us know. Guys Addy's over currently in Israel under rocket attack. Uh, so I just hope you're safe and well. I hope everyone in that region, wherever and whoever they are, remain safe. Uh, and anyone who's uh, orchestrating attacks uh, is the opposite of safe. Uh, so, um, yeah, stay safe, guys. Adi. Big love to you. Um, uh, loads of love. Hope things calm down, yeah. Uh, the um, It's now kind of supposedly Cruel Boys trade with Chaos Dwarves in AOS. Team and Cash. Um uh, MJ Pegasus, the show on terrain was great. I'm so bored with everything you covered. Thanks. I'm, I was planning on finishing the terrain pack last night, but then my, my, whatever happened to my back happened and just laid vertical on the floor for five hours, so that didn't work. Um, and thanks, everyone, for helping us get the hype train. Right, okay, let's let's answer a couple of questions. We'll go back to the terrain in a minute, MJ, and anything you want to ask. T-Man, so the thing, the thing that we're talking about is uh, Grimdark Live? Grimdark Live, the Americans. Um, have some sort of source, they think, over in the UK, uh, who's slipping them hot goss and information. And their their leak video um, is... What's the right way to describe it? Uh, like, is them discussing the rumours of the, the new destruction box, so the destruction stuff going along with the Stormcast in the, in the starter box, they think is Hobgoblins with Chaos Dwarf... That's right. Chaos Dwarf. I should be more excited, I know. It's just hard today. Like, a Chaos Dwarf um, uh, merchant? Was there a merchant or something? Nathan in the dungeon whipping himself right now. Yeah, he was like, he said in a WhatsApp to me last night, he was like, I'll be so conflicted if there's grots, but they're trading with Chaos Dwarfs. He won't know what to do. Um, 
yeah, apparently born again man child. Now that's the rumor from these Grimdark Live guys. So it's a rumor. It's hot goss. None of my sources. I went through all of the bugs I've installed around Nottingham coffee shops. Um, I di- I heard nothing. I overheard nothing. All I heard about was just all of the armies for um uh for the old world stuff. But none of you care about that. So I, there's no point in me telling you. Um. So yeah, like I was like whatever. Uh, like I don't need to hear this. Like, but I bugged the right places is all I'm gonna say. Um, why not a whipping dwarf? Yes, like a like a Nathan. How are you gonna feel? How are you gonna feel about um? How are you gonna feel about having to face off against my new chaos dwarfs, bud? Yeah, what's going on there? Would chaos dwarfs live in the forest and fens? Apparently, there's some sort of trade. Um, there's some sort of trade with the, a Chaos Dwarf, or there's a Chaos Dwarf merchant or something. It sounds like bullshit, if I'm honest. Like, um, it doesn't sound right at all. I don't expect that to be the case in any way. I personally still think it's Orcs, or Uruks, or Muddy Uruks. Or, like, if you took Uruks and you added M in front of it, whatever that would make as a word. I'm not going to say it, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. That's what I think it might be. Um, but I've got no clues. Uh, yeah, Zogit, you've got it. I guess Murrocks would be the word, but I wouldn't call them that. Um, but that's what I would think. Something like that, probably, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, uh, might be how, like, how Sinesh has a random halfling model, maybe. Maybe, because if you guys know anything about the old school Chaos Dwarf narrative, here I go with the deep lore. In the old world. Um, I don't know if that makes my audio just really distorted. In the old world. I do have a soundboard I could do that much better with. But um, orcs would be sneaky though, says Glyce. Orcs would make sense. Orcs wouldn't be sneaky or would be. You could have sneaky orcs. Anyway, uh, in the old narrative, uh, obviously hobgoblins worked with Chaos Dwarfs. Chaos Dwarfs had their like big keeps and holds. And then the hobgoblins would work for them. So Chaos Cross, basically. Um, it would be very, 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 very funny if it was all grots, and uh, but they were chaos. It would be so funny. Like, it would piss people right off, specifically Nathan, which is, truthfully, like, I love all of you for listening. Like, all of you, and some of you on, like, a very deep personal emotional level, like, you great human beings, but... I sometimes go to bed thinking, I wonder what will annoy Nathan. Like, that's what I do. And that is right at the top. That one will be like, so good. Because then I would collect them forever. I would be the anti-Nathan. I would just be the grot anti-guy. It would be perfect. In fact, I, even if it's not, I might just collect a bunch of Gloomswipe Gits, somehow paint them up as chaos guys, and run them as chaos. I might just do chaos grots just dead grots i might play only grots exclusively but <laughs> in all three other grand alliances <laughs> yeah they would be spiky gits that would be good uh <laughs> this stream streak is only at 400 because of that drive that's how you know it that's where the passion lies um grots is scaven grave lord grots you've got it just like uh, anyway anyway rumored sculpts are Cyclopean orcs, reminiscent of Lord of the Rings-style orc, sneaky, spindly, and with a single eye, even a unit named Hobgob's rumours abound. I'd heard T-Man Cash, so if this ends up being Grotz, and if it ends up being Chaos Grotz, and if there's a Chaos Dwarf, or a Dwarf of any sort, um, that would be really weird, because my general rumours were of it being orcs in the starter box to go alongside. Now, I haven't said that publicly yet, but that's my general my general rumor that I heard, uh, again, by bugging coffee shops, all of that. I don't know if I, if I uh, admit to, um, like, uh, bugging coffee shops, is that like, is that a crime? Because obviously it's a joke, but like, can I say that? Yeah, I can say that. Oh, well, I've said it now. Fuck it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, uh, Drymer, for donating 200 bits. Uh, wire the world. Thank you. Like the CIA. Uh, you can say it, but just don't do it. All right, perfect. <laughs> asking for a friend. That's it. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. 
Was green dudes interpreted as orcs, though, says Gimme. Um, okay, yeah, governments get away with it. I'm sure you'll be fine, says Tavi. Let's just say allegedly. All right. Okay, allegedly. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, we're pretty certain it's destruction. Kragnos makes sense that it's going to be destruction. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't see how you can... I don't see how that rumor is true, because hobgoblins or hobgobs or whatever are uh, inherently chaos. Like, there's no way they're taking hobgoblins out and they're making uh, out of chaos, and they're putting them, they're putting them into destruction. That doesn't make any sense. Unless they, unless they're also, <gasps> unless they also do chaos dwarves as destruction. But maybe they'll just call them like destruction dwarves or something. Um, they probably, I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. So I don't, I'm like, I'm not up for that in any way, shape, or form. But it could be the case. Um, a new evil is quite the promise to lead with. Not sure hobgoblins have that sinister edge. I think because I don't think it's them. I think it's some sort of orcs that made me like, I don't know. Imagine like they're sneaky and what they do is they like take over whole villages and then they like steal all the people. You're a bit like Ideneth do and they take them and then they just leave the villages is so more people move in again. And then they take them again. Maybe it's something like that. That could be the narrative that they're going along with. Uh, or maybe. Who knows? Uh, Hobnoblars. Could be them. Why wouldn't Games Workshop do a crossover army? Skaven also followed Kronos, making a new Skaven destruction army. Well, Speckles, like, I think one of the things that initially we're all really tied to is, like, dwarves are good. Yeah? Dwarves are good. But, like, humans can be corrupted. And, like, and the, the reasons that dwarves, like, weren't able to, apparently, um, like, turn evil in the past was because of certain restrictions in the narrative. But those restrictions are gone now. Like, same with elves. Like, We've already seen, like, uh, there's some Chaos Elves in Splintered Fang um, box set and some other stuff. So I would kind of hope that we see the races given a bit more, like, autonomy in choice. Like, because if you're good, because you racially must be good, that's a weird flex, man, in the story. Like, if we're, if we're being serious about it, you'd like them to probably have some agency. Like, you'd want, like, like you know, like, and apparently they all have uh, death heaven or whatever in the Roma Sheesh so you would kind of want them to have that as well uh, terribly placed his bug in coffee shop with tiny picture of <laughs> I mean it's a setting of state ladies giants and mushrooms already it makes sense doesn't really come into it yeah exactly uh, the idols of Krognos space look uh, more orky than goblin or dwarf Topher I agree the effigies I'm with the effigies um uh, dwarves too dumb to be corrupted. <laughs> They're obsessed with money. Who? The dwarves. <laughs> I think that Marathi taking a city is an indicator that Grand Alliances are at least realigning, if not going. I think, yes, meatballs. I, I, I touch on that. I think that's something to talk about. Uh, the law is a multi-author massive stuff that can and will change to sell more models. Uh, Trellero. It, it is, and you're right, and they can retcon anything, and they will. Under- I I get that, but there's like a, they've got so much they they don't need to go back and change stuff necessarily so that they can they don't have to go back and change anything. They've got so much scope they can do what they want with it. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, all races have a flaw in the narrative though. Says says Nathan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, and that's the point, right? Like, so couldn't we see some of that? Couldn't we see goblins be evil? Um, Elves have always been an evil, no matter who paints the pretty picture. You can only polish that turn so much. <laughs> Dwarves' main flaw being that they suck. Says Goloru. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. Only the shiny ones. The evil ones are great. Um, bunny hips are a big problem in the mortal realms. <laughs> I wouldn't mind them doing like a fey folk faction. Um, like, am I the only one on this on this hype here? Like, like evil, because the, the fey folk that we generally think about, you know, coming from, I mean, even um, Tinkerbell was like impish, wasn't she? Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing some like oldie world English fey folk that are quite evil, a bit midsummery, you know, a bit like, like, you know, that naturalistic evil uh, without being um, maniacal like we necessarily see the grots as more like holistic you know like that girl who you date who's like super into um tarot cards but you're like are you a witch no that's too personal apologies everyone 
that's like a, a joke, lightheartedly meant. Um, but please don't take that to heart. Uh, when do we decide order armies are all good guys? I don't quite, uh, I don't know quite 40k, but I think everyone's a bad guy. Uh, I don't think, I don't think orders are good guys. I mean, some of the order guys are trying to be good guys. Like, they're trying to be. That's kind of the, the point. And I'm not saying that they are all good guys. So you're right. And, and good is also like a, a fucking spectrum, man. It could be anything. It could be like, whatever. So, uh, uh, Fae Folks and Gargants. Yes! Fae Folk and Gargants. I'm into that. Um, Fae Folk would sell fairly well. <laughs> Fuck. Um, fairy, fairy, uh, fae fairy evil witch from the swamps I'd be in for, although I'm now torn between trees, Elrond, grave lords, and new Stormcast Eternals, says MJ. Man, I know. I know. We're so lucky. Age of Sigmar looks so good at the minute. Like, it just looks so good. The models are just phenomenal. The setting is really exciting. Like, it's just a great little world. And uh, and I think with at least one of the things that we that Games Workshop struggled to do is produce, like, um, like terrain stuff for us to kind of fill that, that, that world up with. But there's so many kits out there now that you can do terrain kits with. Uh, that you can, sorry, that you can... Um, there's just loads of great terrain kits, so you can build incredible boards. So you can have the most thematic battles. Like, ignoring competitive play in any way, even though competitive play is inherently narrative. Uh, I want to talk about that again in a moment, because that's a, been a bugbear for me recently, and it just winds me up. But, um, yeah, like, I, Age of Sigmar is in just such a good place. Such a such a solid place at the moment. Um, uh, Alariel is asking if she's a joke to you right now. She's not! No, like, she's... No, she, Alariel isn't, though, but uh, Alariel's like... I guess she's forest spirits, I guess. But fey folk is different, right? Like, I guess we're talking the difference between forest and swamp. Forest and marsh is, I guess... I know that that's a very specific definition. But, like, man, fire slayers are just dwarves who love fire. Like, you know, like... And then and then dwarves who like the sky. I mean, are we really are we really pushing the boat out very much on the other stuff either? I think I can differentiate between swamp and forest. I think that'd be fine. I would love it if it turns out to be uh, orcs crossed with centaurs as Craig Nostadu race, as it would make sense for them to resemble him in some way. It would also be funny to see Beast of Chaos players lose their minds as new centaurs that are not for them. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed with that. Um, yeah, I, like, honestly, like, whatever the, whatever the rumor is, whatever the rumor is for, for, like, this, or whatever it turns out to be, I think I'm generally excited. No, I'm not generally. I'm very, very excited. And actually, I think sometimes it's a little bit hard done to kind of get yourself too excited about it because you'll end up with just being like, oh, no, it's not fairy folk. It's something else, which is fine. And obviously with Age of Sigmar, like, they have to stick, like, it, they have to go wild with it at this point. They're pushing that, they're pushing that agenda of just being wild with the design, which something I talked about on the show uh, when I was on my own a couple, maybe a week ago, maybe less, and actually you guys supported, and I did a tweet thread about it, and I think that went really well. Like, it's something Games Workshop are doing really well. Um, uh, I, right, yeah, so let's talk about... Can I talk about something that, like, winds me up, if that's okay? Like, and I've talked about it before, so if I've got, I'm going on, just fucking throw, throw your 10 cents in the chat. Just be like, shut up, Rob, we've talked about this too much. Um, but like, like all arm, like all. I don't understand when people say I'm more of a narrative player than I am something else, or I play narratively. Like I just don't get it, and I don't know what I don't get about it. Having already been to, like, I've already been to like narrative events. I've been to narrative, uh, like, well, I've been to one. Um, and what I'm trying to uh, <laughs> thanks, Dadrin. <laughs> anyway, can I explain what my problem is with it? Is that what Games Workshop have done really well, and I'm going to just applaud them one more time, is that you're always playing, always playing a narrative army. It's an army. Like, it's designed for war. Like, they're soldiers. We don't find out about the clerks or fucking whatever or the latrine cleaners or anything else like none of that makes any sense like every army is narratively an army because they only produce army kits like they don't produce the other stuff 
to make up a civilization. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. If I was playing like bolt action, and I was playing, I don't know, with elephants. I don't know if they, I don't know if they. I, by the way, I don't know if elephants were used at any point during World War Two. But like, if I was using, oh, I'm trying some emus, emus, right? I don't know where I'm going with that. I think that's a bad one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking abandon ship on this. Um, like, I'm gonna try and be really nice about it. Yeah, like, so, like, one of the most narrative players, and one of the people I love playing the most is Nathan Prescott. He's in the chat, right? Yeah, he will like, but like, well, I mean, his narrative is normally "fuck you, Rob." That's his narrative, which is a good narrative, strong. But like, he'll just be like, "I like these, so I'll take them. I like these, so I'll take them." And he plays really well. Like, and he plays really, really well all the time. And, like, I don't think he would describe himself as a narrative player, or maybe he would, but the distinction seems weird. The distinction, when expressed by players, seems overtly odd, because competitive players are naturally narrative players. And it's not that their narrative is that they like winning either, to quote my friend Joe P. It's that... um, It's that... The game is narrative. It's like an orc versus an elf. It's an army of grots versus army of trees. It's an army of haughty elves versus Nagash and, and a bunch of zombies. Like, it's inherently narrative. So, how do you be, like, a narrative guy that doesn't... like? Or, more importantly, there's no way that the competitive players aren't narrative. Um... Uh, fluff pair, not narrative. Says, no, you're a fluff player. Says, all right, fuck you. <laughs> Good. I'm really glad about that. Um, let me see what everyone says about this. It means that they're bad at the game. Get good. Narrative presence. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's the thing I'm trying to avoid saying at the moment, but probably is my final point. Uh, I'm a narrative player. Is a shield for I don't care to play well and or want to delude myself that competitive is bad follow up and agree with that yes meatballs uh it's a role-playing game just on tabletop it's all narrative i agree i think it's an attempt to describe not being a very competitive player for example in this building they might take a unit that isn't good as another option because they like the models more than the story behind it however like mj you can do that as a competitive player and still uh and like a good example would be that is when they did um uh when uh, Darren and Adam wrote those lists for Owen's event where uh, the secret Santa so you ended up with just some secret list and they just wrote some like dumb lists with like dragon ogres and uh, you know and all that other stuff stuff you don't normally see right and and being a suboptimal player is fine but like your army is in no way more narrative because you've taken the stuff that isn't good like it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense at all um uh, uh, so wait, what did someone say? Uh, T-Man Cash, narrative and competitive are not binary choices. They coexist simultaneously on the same. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They aren't two camps. You are just, you are always a narrative player because of the situation. The situation is that you're always playing narratively because everything that you put on the table has a story attached to it. And inherently, through match play rules, if I take a match play army following the restrictions and then I take its battle traits and its sub-allegiances and its spell law, the more competitive I make it because of great design work by Games Workshop, again, complimentary here, it's inherently more narrative. The more, like, the more narrative, I, like, the more I go into that, like, if I take a battalion, that's a story with a spell law and a command trait that's all story stuff. It's inherently narrative. So there's no way that they're they're, they're like it doesn't work um, Mandoli says it's weird coming from Australia where we play tournament match play even in casual games which I do as well when I went to Warhammer World and watched some guys play and I asked them questions like is that mission army host etc apes at the time they started to tell me about the narrative game they're playing and why the armies are fighting the campaign they're playing okay uh, I mean I can understand that sort of comment uh, when Rule of Three wasn't a thing nine hive turrets didn't make too much sense from a narrative perspective or if it did it was stretching it but is it like wouldn't there be a situation with Topher where there just was nine of them? But you could be right. Um, narrative equals every one of your grots has a name and a family tree. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, see, Diadrian, that's kind of the pushback I want to... You know when someone's like, I'm a narrative player, I'm like, okay, tell me the name of every one of your models. That's what I want to kind of like respond with when I hear it. And I'm, and when they don't, I'm like, well, then so am I. Like, it's, I, I, almost, I almost find, like, I almost get like a bit offended and maybe I'm being precious about it. I almost get a bit offended when someone's like, I'm a narrative player and I'm like, well, so am I, dickhead. Like, I just also know how to put an army list together and I want to play with it. Like, it doesn't even mean I'm good with that army list. Like... It feel it feels attacking is how it feels. Like it's a weird one. Um on that point, just painting your army is a narrative choice. Agreed. My example would be uh, some list before changed KO which played as blocks of Arknauts, all with skyhooks and very few ships, but in the fluff of the books, the mainly fight by their ships, not mass army of infantry says propagation. Yeah, but like they generally fight that way. It doesn't mean that they always do, right? I think that's the thing. Like Dryker and Alariel basically hate each other. Or at least Riker hates Alariel. I'm not sure how Alariel feels about it. But you can still put them in the same army. Like, and that works. That makes sense. Um, uh, what, when people claim uh, they mean casual. Yeah, and that's fine. Casual's super okay. Uh, Gorkamorka and Peter both saying that instead of when people say narrative players, they mean casual, as that's the true difference. Competitive and casual, as magic players uh, would say, kitchen table magic. Yeah, Gorkamorka, I agree. I agree. Like, and I'm with you. Like, and I guess, I guess the only reason, like, it, it's bothered me for a long time, um, and more and more, which is why I make the joke that this is only a narrative channel now, is because, like, it's really okay to be casual. Like, that's super okay. You're like, hey, man, I'm not as obsessed with this as you. Just want to, like, put some dudes down I don't really know much about and throw some dice around while looking at a book. Fuck yeah, man. Like, I'm, I'm vibing on that. That's cool. It's not like in in no way do I take that as, as someone being attacking about it. They're just like just casual, just hanging out. I've been at work all week. Like this is my way to chill. Like, fucking let's go. Like, did you know this thing? Oh, I didn't know that thing. That's so cool. Yeah, man. Let me tell you because I'm I'm an obsessive compulsive and I can tell you some stuff about it. Like that's what's fun. Uh, like anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a misuse of the word and attempt to distinguish between playing competitively or not. Not an attempt to define the word narrative. I agree. I think of a narrative player as someone who plays an army because of the law and the model, aka anything who plays destruction more competitive. But he plays, but he also plays like his Dwarden all the time. Only players want their players' uh, armies for the rules only. It's an issue when a competitive army doesn't look like an actual army, says Leo Crusher. But like Leo Crusher, I'm gonna just knock back on that because like I was so I was reading the narrative for I don't know if anyone's actually read the story in um Wrath of the Ever Chosen. I don't know if anyone's seen. So the the Gaunt Summoners have um a oh, silver tower? A silver tower that they turn up on. They literally turn up on a building and they're like casting magic from it from the sky while sky sharks fly around against ghosts. Like, I think a lot of the armies don't look like what we think armies are. Like, I do like some armies that do. Like, you know, kind of like first wave. First wave of Lumineth with, you know, they've got their archer unit, they've got their cavalry unit, they've got their infantry unit. And same with Osiarchs, right? They've got their, they've got their catapult, they've got their infantry, they've got a monster. Like, I, I'm with you, Leo Crusher. Like, super with you on that. Like, that really ties into me, but I think that's because, and like I said on the show last time, I think Games Workshop are doing a good job of kind of like breaking our brains away from how we think armies should be in a fantasy setting because <clears throat> you know they're making the world a weird and wacky place like how do a bunch of sky boats play against a unit of rats that can't fly like what's like what's the narrative there um and you know and i, I think putting that stuff in is kind of fun and like and it, it breaks down that uh, ambiguity that's not right word. can you imagine saying you're a narrative rugby player <laughs> Could it just be because Games Workshop named a way of playing AOS as a narrative play? Uh, I think it came from before Torian, if I'm honest. Um, when Scotland get fucked at the Euros, I'll just say we're a narrative team. <laughs> you got it, Topher. That's the one. Um, uh, power gamers have a bad rap in like in like D and D. It's been a thing since before. Oh, that's what those guys talking about. Yes, narrative is a label Games Workshop has prescribed onto people, so Games Workshop has defined their players how they want. Says. I think there's a need to be a distinction between narrative and fluff this propagation. I think all battles have a narrative, but some lists tend towards what is represented in the fluff more than the others. A propagation, I just don't agree with that in any way. I think they all point towards the fluff and or the narrative. Like, I don't call 
the fluff, as you guys would, would describe it, uh, which is the, the general flavor text, which I think is where that term comes from. It's, a, it's an MTG term, right? Fluff um, or flavor text that's on the card. Uh, but Phil Kelly specifically said that he doesn't like it when anyone uses that because it isn't just a throwaway line on a card. It's an entire book of narrative that they've created. And I kind of listened to him on that front and I kind of respect the man's work by not calling it a card, right? Worth of information as opposed to a whole backstory. But that's that's a me thing. Doesn't mean you guys don't have to do it, of course. Um, I was playing a narrative campaign for Last Lockdown, says Prop Joe, and everyone took the strongest list they could. Of course you would. You want to conquer the territories. Of course you would. Of course you would. Um, she Who Thirsts, what up? Happy four months. Thanks for resubscribing. Uh, Donaldinho is a narrative player, but we all are, is the point. Um, is Ron Froth in? My K Army uh, is pushed the narrative up to 12. Everything covered with beer barrels, but also uh, is a dick ripping list. The line is blurred and more likely more narrative. I think that you can just be the same. I don't know who said it earlier on, but I just don't see them ever being broken apart. You can have a narr- all of the armies are narrative, and then some of them just like, for instance, if I was a general right now in the mortal realms, okay, let's just, let's just be me. Yeah, and uh, like a general in the mortal realms. And let's think of an army we can all kind of agree on on the power levels of stuff for a moment. Um, fuck, what can we all agree on? That is a challenge. Um, Lumineth realm lords? Lum- let's do Lumineth, right? And I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna definitely need some shooting to kind of take out their commanders. So I'll put some sentinels in, right? That's what I'll do. I'll be like, hey, say to the guys, or maybe even the blisters, I'll be like, hey guys. Can can you can you, a couple of you blistered crew come into my army? Be like sweet, and they'll be like, oh, I'm probably going to want to deal with um, how brave they are. I'd like make them all run away and their morale. So I'll bring a Cathalara along with me, and I'll be like, come on, you're 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 on the way. Uh, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm going to need some frontline troops, so I'll get myself some uh, some wardens, and I'll be like, they're gonna they're gonna hold the front line. That's my plan, um, you know. Like, and then I'll be like, mm, I wonder, I wonder what else I'll do. Maybe I'll try and like have some skirmish units, and I'll take some wind riders. And like I'll take it, but at no point would I think, oh, those I'm not probably not going to take the blade fellas because they're pretty crap in a fight. Like uh, I've seen them fight before and they're bad. Like and the general story is that they they fight in lots of battles and they're bad, so I won't take them. Like that would be my choice as a general because I would not take the rubbish troops. No one wants the rubbish troops. That's what I'm going to say. Um, that was I don't think that worked. Like, could I get a yeah or no that didn't work in the chat? Because I don't think that worked, if I'm honest. I didn't. I tried to role play there a bit too hard and didn't didn't work out for me. There are times when the factions in game are designed poorly so that the armies are built to work in a way that don't fit with the ongoing narrative. Although, in my experience, this has been more common in 40k, which is why I generally put AOS. However, 40k is getting much better designed in this manner recently. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, I've n- I have not yet had a person tell me face to face they're a narrative player. I've had people say online, I guess, any Brooks. Uh, I suppose you could, you also should not conflate match play and competitive. You can enjoy going to tourneys etc. without the perfect army, meta army. You can enjoy playing them in that system without being uh, aiming to win the tourney. Topher, 100% agree. Um, uh, those Gaunt Summoners better have a ton of Sky Sharks or they won't be protected. <laughs> Maybe a bit holder uh, from historical wargaming where sometimes you have the exact army build for the Battle of Waterloo, but they're often rules at point systems. And maybe, and maybe, same with Horus Heresy to a degree, because that's more of a reenactment sort of game than, than anything else. However, again, Games Workshop done a phenomenal job. Maybe, we, maybe it's so sneakily good that we don't really get it, but we're playing with stories. With our, oh, I'm going to get crazy. Um, there's a lot of you. Oh, I've missed a lot here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking all these skink seraphon lizard rob? Because they're good. Uh, <laughs> lost me at Lumineth. Okay, all right. Okay, it was a bad analogy. Thanks, chat. Appreciate that. Um, uh, truly narrative games subjugate the rules uh, to the story the players wish to tell. This kind of play exists. No, that kind of play rarely exists. Colonel Cabbage. I'm going to push back on that. That rarely exists. I almost never see it. Like, I don't experience it. I don't know people who really do it. I rarely see people be like, hey, do you want to turn up and tell a story with me Wednesday night while we have a beer? I rarely see that. And maybe that's me. Like, maybe that's my experience and that's my, like, uh, short-sightedness. But I rarely see it. 
what I generally see people say is, I'm going to bring my Gargants in a match playlist. You can bring yours. We'll throw them at each other. We'll have some fun. That's fine. Yeah? Just do that. Like, that's fine. Like, the I'm going to subvert the ongoing narrative in this battle is fucking hard work. Who's doing it? It's not me. Um, the new 40k codex is making it very hard to say an army isn't a narrative army, says Bongo my Child. I think that's fair. Um, don't you can play a say the narrative, but play face melting lists. Agreed, big goldfish. Narratively, a general will take units that are good at his army, not units that suck. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 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 need to play Path to Glory Rob all of it. yeah narrative anyway I just wanted to talk about it because it winds me up uh, when I see it online and it's weird because I feel like if we go back to the original point I think it's just a bunch of people saying that so that they can just not make an effort like you know like you know like another thing right if like it's, again let's just always talk about Nathan the Nathan Prescott appreciation show like Nathan, is, if I if I'm like Nathan, this unit I don't think is as efficient as that unit. He's like, fuck you, I'm going to take it. Yeah, like, like that's his thing. And if more people were like that, like that would be that's where I'm at. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it because because uh, uh, the narrative because I'm more narrative player. So let's say you like the thing, like fucking own that you like the thing. There's nothing wrong with liking the thing that's crap. I think dragon ogres are cool. They're super cool. They're crap, but it doesn't mean they're not fucking cool, man just cool like i've always liked the coven throw model always liked the coven throw model a lot um but it's like it was only really good once when um uh it was run by what's his name ad mac a gt heat like four and a half years ago um and uh and it's not been good since but now i'm like oh, i can run four of them and do a bomb thing i don't think it's a very good list i don't think it's very good at all but i want to i Want to. Yeah, like Speckles loves Terrorgeists. Like, he's like, I love Terrorgeists. I like throwing them forward. I like Terrorgeists. That's just his thing. Like, just own it. Just be like, I like Terrorgeists. That's it. I like the thing. I'm going to do the thing. Like, more of us should just own the thing. Just be like, I like the thing. Um, Robbie's anti bipedal. Am I? <laughs> Whatever player wants to construct an army because they think the concept is funny or interesting without caring about tactics. It's still narrative. This grobnog spite splitter is riding an arachnorok and an unhealthy obsession with squigs. One grot shaman, arachnorok, and everything else is just squigs. It's still like that is a narrative you created on top of the already existing narrative that that is what a gloom spite art gets army can look like. It doesn't have to have any sh grot shamans pushing the squigs forward. It can just be whatever it wants because that's the beauty of the game construction. If you can build a legal match play army with that story then you've still got a fucking great story. It's, do you know what? Like, we should just do it. It should be an appreciation for the Games Workshop rules team on this point and this point alone. That should be like the intrinsic love that we have for how good the game system is. And 40k is getting more like that, which I think is brilliant for the 40k community as well, because you're not seeing this weird thing mixed with this weird thing. Although there was at least general allegiances, as we saw previously. But now, like, like, sometimes I don't really get the shark going in, like, the Daughters of Cain list. Because as I understand it, in order for the shark to fly, the Aether Sea, which is a magical flying sea, which they fly in, has to... Or, like, and also, why would the Aether Sea be there for just two sharks and not... So that kind of is unimmersive to me. I'm like, well, like, what, how are they flying, man? Like, what's going on there? Whereas, like... Your two units of Aether Wings and your unit of Longstrike uh, Raptors. I can see that in every army. Like, well, it's fine. Like, super cool. Like, that would make sense. Um, uh, this whole topic is similar to one of the biggest gripes, which uh, is some casual players came in, they only like playing fun, as the rest of us really hate when we spend the vast majority of our free time thinking about doing it. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, I just like having fun. Okay. Me too. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pete, I have never, ever thought about that. Again, I, this is not meant to be divisive between people who are more... like Because I don't want to say more competent. That's the wrong word. I'm just going to put it as obsessive-compulsive. That's how I would describe myself and a load of my friends about this thing. Passionate is another great word. We just care and love the thing. That doesn't mean the other people don't. But if they only do it, like, one day a week, then they just 
don't have as much mental time on it. I'm not going to say they don't care as much, although like probably feels that that's the right thing to say, but whatever. Like, um, you know, and it's not a competition. Who invests the most time, who invests the most money is the person with the biggest voice. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying that you're in it for fun, right? You're in it for fun. You're in it for passion. It's just a weird one. Uh, what's K-Dread say? I can't remember what he said. Uh, my narrative is so immersive that I'm going to hold you down and drown you with it. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget the narrative of the Skaven Pervice uh, Bearer holding out against Silver the Storm and Mist. <laughs> if anyone has, doesn't know what Yes Beat Balls is talking about, if we could talk about the the one Skaven, the Russian Skavens, you've got the one, the one Skaven who's got the long, long rifle on top of a pervase, so just a shield of wood, and then one Skaven's job is just to hold said shield of wood against all manner of murderous charges. Marathi, like, uh, eels, just there like, come on! <laughs> like, well, it's like, there are lead belchers, just like, well, not many lead belchers, probably, but um, Iron Drake's just gunning at that one wooden shield held by one scrawny rat. It's like, imagine having the faith of that shield holder. Like, uh, <laughs> that's what I think. Um, anyway, you just, uh, yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for talking to me about that, guys. Um, again, not meant to be attacking in any way, just meant to be descriptive and, and, and talking about stuff. Because I imagine all of you are in pretty similar boat. People listen to the podcast and YouTubers, I guess. Um, and maybe you're not. Maybe you're not in a, in a different boat and you think something different. But if you do, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about it, is where I'd like to be. Um, because it's an interesting thing about how you hobby, right? I guess. I guess that would make a good show on a, of, on of its own. Like, how do you hobby and why do you hobby? Like, what do you get from it? Like, where's the joy? And does it bring you joy? That's the kind of, like, the other elements. And I guess, I guess, we, talk about, uh, I guess we talk about a lot about where the joy comes from. Like, what bits you enjoy the most. Oh, do you like painting? Do you like playing? Like, do you love the community? don't really talk about if it does like does it bring you joy like is it making you happy are you enjoying it like you know and what ways can you enjoy it more i guess is the kind of follow-up like if that's what you want to do how can you enjoy it more um and i think like uh, a portion i.e the competitive community um has felt like for a long time because of games workshop uh when i got into the hobby competitive gaming was like a big no-no from games workshop they're like no fuck you buddies um and so like it's weird to want to do something you feel like the the company themselves didn't want to do and even nowadays uh some of their representatives some of their kind of like youtube brethren and all that other stuff seem to to be critical of people again who want to even have just tight rule sets so you can enjoy it more like that would be nice um uh <laughs> oh yes beat balls i don't remember that game but that sounds great uh, go on, Collar, you got this. For me, it's showing off painted stuff to my close friends, says Stephen Mack, and watching them get blown off the board the second time they have a nice paint job. <laughs> yeah, go on, Stephen Mack, you got it. I do think we need to be careful not to blur the lines too much. People identifying belligerently as narrative. Uh, narrative, surely there's, uh, there is a story on why, why, people, why people want to convert. Mandolis, again, I, I, I've tried not to be vitriolic in this. I've just said, it's a bugbear of mine, and anyone who can't hear a bugbear and understand the context is probably not someone, A, who should listen to the show, or probably be like an active member of society, because they sound like an idiot. Like, just, like, I, I really respect you as a group, and I just want to thank you, be you listeners, be you YouTube uh, guys, or guys in the chat, I feel like we can have really good, healthy conversations about stuff, and you know that there's there's nothing mean meant, which I think is is wonderful. And I want to thank you all for being here, um, because it's nice being able to have that that platform with that sort of community where we can just discuss stuff. I don't have to be right; like I can just listen to what you guys have got to say as well and be like, oh, I feel enriched and better thanks to you people. So uh, it's a two way street, and thanks. Uh, you're all great. Bunch of dicks, but I like you. If that helps. Uh, I mean, there's, let's be fair, games which are certainly different beast than it was 10 years ago. 100% Swingfire Wargaming. 100%. Not seen you in the chat before. Uh, thanks for being here. 
Can you compare top tournament players to avant-garde artists? They weren't on the very edge of new developments and not everyone else felt comfortable following them. Frothy Cat, nice point. Yeah, nice point. I mean, I think a good uh, person to talk about is Benjamin Sava. He is, like, he's a friend of mine before I go any further, so I just want to be super clear on this. Like, he's a, a talented, smart, insightful player who plays, as is Darren, um, another, another, another one like that, Smorgan. Um, uh, I mean, Tubsy, uh, like a, like a bunch of amazing people. Like, so he's from New Zealand and, uh, and I think all these players have got something in common that they generally don't like tend, they don't fit a mold. They're not the same. They do something different and they, um, but they're, they're also like unapologetic. Like they're, they, they, I think by nature find gaps and things to, to exploit or uh, to move around or to be efficient with, uh, like, um, and and I think sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. Like, but they're not really looking to make people comfortable. They're looking because that's not they're like they're like I guess that's why some people watch some content creators not meant to throw them under the bus because they're comfortable. Like, you had a long day at week at work or a long day or you're just feeling low and there's just this happy guy who says everything's great and how cool this thing is. That must be very uplifting. To, to have that I think that feeling of being uncomfortable is something that's fuck this is a bit of speech now I apologise like that feeling of being uncomfortable is something that maybe is necessary for competitive play but also to be on like a pushing edge of something I guess I, I know when I first set up live streaming for Games Workshop people were very uncomfortable about it like I, I would have people I would have people like let's shout out my friend Val flew over from Canada to go play at the ETC stopped over here for lunch and he was like no one will ever watch people playing games on TV was his sentiment. He was like, it's not watchable. We haven't found a way to do it. It's just not something that's the thing. And now he's like the creative director, director for FLG and he's going to be responsible for helping put on those live streams for them. Like, I think I, I made people uncomfortable in that field initially. And now people are like, this is something that we want. Like, you have to push those boundaries so that life's just a bit better. Like, I think. Anyway, fuck, that was a... Let's talk about something else. Like them Stormcast models, eh? They've got nice shields. I like them. They're fun. They're fun. I like them. All right, what's next? Uh, Team Cash, thank you, Rob. I'm up for seven in the morning. Thank you for your show, coffee and chatting each morning. Love it. No, man. Thank you. Big love. Um, Rob, I just love coming back last year after seven years away. Love painting, love the community and playing at some point, lol. One thing to improve on is go tournament one day and have fun. You'll ha Rob, I hope you do, man. Wild that Rob's been delicate about... I have. I have Leo Crusher. I have um I've had a lot of thoughts about that as well. Um and I'm not delicate in my thoughts about it, but that's not it for this place, shall we? I think I think the conversation about narrative gaming is probably as heavy as we need to go today. I like you too, Donaldino, you're a great guy. And a great dad. Uh did you see the Imperial Fists from Forge World? Fuck yeah, love those. They're really nice. I like more I like I love the heresy sculpts. They're a bit weird now because of um, Primaris, so they look a bit dinky. So, and I'm sure that was Games Workshop, like Citadel's kind of idea to just ruin the whole Horus Heresy franchise by being like, ha ha, ours are bigger. Um, which is some some real low key, um, weak energy coming from Citadel there, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's on them. Uh, <laughs> like, really threatened by the other guys, just like, oh, we'll make them bigger. Um, uh, that's what everyone said about computer games a couple of years ago. And by the way, I'd rather watch a good tabletop game over so many different sports. Matt Readiness, me too, brother. And hopefully we'll do as well as we can. Uh, a week tomorrow for a Super Series match. Um, uh, yeah. Fuck. So exciting. So exciting. Between uh, the Geo9 and the Marauders. Very hyped for that. Uh, uh, MJ Pixis. I was meant to just finish it off last night. It's all pretty much done. I just need to tidy it up. So this is the TSN uh, pack coming along. I just... I broke my back or whatever I did yesterday. So, um, yeah, I just I did something to my lower back. I was doing some working out because I've become a bit chubby over lockdown, and then something twinged, and I was just like bedridden for like the whole night. So that was fun. Um, getting old sucks. Maybe it's getting old. I think it's this. I think it's this terrible chair. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh, let me just try and stand up. Oh fuck! This is my chair. <laughs> it's not quite a secret labs chair, eh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh well anyway we'll get that sorted one day um 
uh, we are live streaming next weekend's matches. So that is going to be Sunday. Sunday from 9 a.m. will be the TSN. We'll be on the TSN. We'll have those uh, those four matches every round for three rounds. It's going to be great. Um, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be really good. Seems like the Forge range is continually shrinking though over the last two to three years. The Swing Fire Gaming. Yeah, I would. Uh, um, I would argue that that's definitely something that needs to happen. Uh, that, because Forge have just got like a huge amount of stuff. Huge amount of stuff. And some of it, I mean, some of it went away and I loved it. I don't know if anyone remembers the Solar Auxilia, which is the infantry. Um, uh, next money drive should be for a chair for Rob. <laughs> Fuck it. I promise you I'd love one. But it's because the issue is it's a stand-up chair. I mean, let me take you a tour through the studio. One second. Let me take you through a tour, tour, tour through a studio. So as you guys can see me here, um, uh, the, desk, the desk is this bit and the camera's there. So when we do the actual TSN coverage, let me just stand up a moment. Ugh. Okay, so we have to stand up because the stand-up desk is... This is shit for the podcast, guys. I'm sorry. But the stand-up desk is really important because I've done live coverage, sat down for nine hours, and it's the worst. It's just the worst. So we, so we took that away, and it's the stand-up desk where I'm at now. I feel it's much more exciting. And then we've got this like nice backdrop. Let me just... There you go. There's the TSM backdrop. Fucking awesome. That's very off-center. I'm going to have to do something about that. So that's behind the green screen. Um, anyway... So you just have to have it stood up. So then really, while I've, when we moved in here, because we moved in here like early on in the stream streak, we had to had to like basically just kind of just suck it up, <laughs> basically. Because like obviously we do the stream streak shows here in this little section because this is where the good internet is now because we moved it from the old venue. So this, this little spot where I'm at, which is my desk. So I've just cut to you guys. You can see my desk here. Um, and then this is, let me try and show you the other end. I don't know if I can, you guys can see. So there we go. So this is the, the screen. So that's the screen. That, and then there's all these monitors. There we go. For, uh, for, for the coverage. Because when we do the coverage, we have to have like a screen for the chat. We have to have a screen with the information coming in. Another screen so we can see the games and we can draw stuff on. So there's a, like, it needs to be a lot. So that whole front wall is covered. So anyway, that's the reason. Uh, hey Warhammer Rob, hope you're well. I'm not showing them the duvet. The du- soundproofing. Fine, I'll show you this. I, I'm not. I'm not bothered by you guys. Fuck you. Watch this. So this is the soundproofing on one of the doors. Okay, that's necessary, man. I'm gonna laugh at my fucking duvet. It's important. Uh, Dave's received like only a week ago. I know. <laughs> uh, League of Legends play by play casters stand for voice projection. They do. Uh, we're at a Six Nations event. I was watching lots of like what other commentators do, and they generally stand up. Three hours is a long time. You get very lethargic, sat in a chair for three hours, not really moving. Depending on how the mics are set up and the camera, you don't get like a lot of movement, really. You're looking at a screen. You're not like... Um, and then you need to draw on a screen. So you've got to be like... You've got to be very mobile, and I find it much better for casting, for standing up. You feel more energized. You feel more awake. It's a lot more lively. Plus, you've got like a lot of screen space, which is really useful. So, yeah, it's really good. Um, Rob flexing on his setup to get his workshop. <laughs> it's just a green sheet, lads. That's all it is. Oh, you guys can see it in the overlay. It's just a green sheet. Fuck okay. uh, Right, anyway. That's it for today. Let's go raid some people. Uh, I'm sorry if that was just a bag of crap for a day, but you're all wonderful people. And thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for podcast, podcast, guys. You must be like, fuck. It's just a stream of shit from you, Rob. That's fair. And uh, YouTube people. The thugs. The thugs on YouTube. It's been great. Let's go. Uh, raid someone. Who should we go raid today? Who's a lovely person? Uh, thanks, Real Poly Geek. You make my day bright. You, you're brilliant. You guys, you guys are some of the only people I see most days. So I deeply appreciate you. Um, uh, <laughs> let's definitely raid this guy. The most chilled out guy I've ever seen. Um, so I just want to say uh, this 450 or whatever days that it's been um, have been as valuable to me as they may, I hope have been to you. So thank you all of you for the jokes, um, the general chat, the differing opinions, um, uh, the support, the love. I want to thank you. You're all great. And I want to thank everyone for, uh, yeah, thank you. From me to you today. So. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully Dayton will be here, so it'll be a lot more lively. And uh, have a nice day. See you soon.